Hello guys and welcome to episode 11 of the Caged In podcast. For those of you who haven't listened before, this is a podcast where I, Petrus Pat Silvers, am going to watch every film starring Nicolas Cage. So yeah, we started off with Valley Girl, we moved on all the way through the first 10 and now... Onto Vampire's Kiss, released in 1989. This is the same year as the fucking piece of dog shit I watched. Never on Tuesday. I kept calling it Never on a Tuesday, possibly because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, possibly, possibly because I I knew I knew before I even fucking watched it that it was going to be awful. Uh, yeah. Um, just going to get this out of the way at the beginning because those of you who have listened before kind of know this. Feel free to skip forward. I live by a couple of rules on this podcast, which are no distractions and no expectations. I'll give you a little breakdown of those. Um, so no distractions, no phones, no tablets, no laptops, no outside world, just me, my guest this week, who I'll introduce in a moment. And the film, just eye to eye with Cage, just giving him, like, fucking checking him out, being like, Let's see what you got, big boy. As I sound like fucking Gordon Ramsay there. Fuck! Um, and uh, <laughs> no expectations. So this has been more prevalent on previous episodes and will be more prevalent on upcoming episodes. It is, if I've never seen the film before, I'm not going to know fucking diddly shit about it. I'm just going to go in blind. I'm going to go in like... I'm going to go in like it's 1989 and I'm walking up to the cinema and I'm going, oh, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, let's give that a go. Let's, let's see what that's about. I've, like, didn't even have fucking internet back then. I couldn't look at IMDb scores or Rotten Tomatoes. If if I was lucky, I might have a strange mate who's like, oh, Vampire's Kiss, yeah, it's fucking a work of art check it out um so yeah i'll get at the end once opinions have been made then as i've done in the last few episodes i will then check out if my views are matching those of popular opinion so we will look at the imdb rotten tomatoes and possibly if he has watched it roger ebert because every time i have googled uh, scores for films his scores have come up so he seems like a reliable source i know he's very trusted in the reviewing community i am rambling on so um before we get into it i'm going to introduce uh, my guest uh we have max cleworth uh of i just call him max because it's weird to call your friends by their surnames obviously um no, you're Petros Patsilovas. Yeah, right? yeah, I, I am Petros Patsilovas. <laughs> um, yeah, um, introduce yourself, Max, or like just fucking say something. Like, hello, uh, hello, internet. My name's Max. I work in a call center. Yeah, fucking how rad is that? We got, <laughs> we got, we got a common man. Uh, Max being modest. Max also the lead singer and guitarist of the New Tusk. If you haven't checked those guys out, you can check them out on. Bandcamp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bandcamp, YouTube, check out their video for um, Coldstein. Uh, it's based on the film The Virgin Suicides and it's fucking 
great. Petros actually did a uh, <laughs> you, you did a you did your own version of the video as well, which I think is still online, which is pretty. I, I think that's the one I wanted to go with. But yeah, uh, that's um, I lost the vote. Yeah, I've got I've, I've I have a tendency of making unsolicited music videos for friends. You did are... like you did like our first three videos were just like <laughs> just 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 ones you made, but they were, they were they were like real good though. They're still you know they're still on the CV. Yeah, just stock. Yeah, they they were stock footage. Just I don't know. I after that first one uh, like of, uh, of of one of our tunes, like I had people being there like, oh man, you know it fits really well. You're really like smart and like <laughs> no, I never wanted to actually made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, no worries. Um, yeah, I was real bored back then. Uh, I had a girlfriend who um, I didn't like, uh, so I made videos instead. I'm only joking. She was um, a lovely lady in her own right, and probably shouldn't be talking about that on a podcast on the internet. Oh, fucking idiot well um <laughs> enough of that um so i know a little about this film i've actually seen it before and max is actually the one of the first people I ever watched this film with um but it's been uh, probably about four years four years since we watched it so it's not fresh in our memories obviously this film is out there in the zeitgeist for there is a youtube video you can always check out called nicholas cage loses his shit classic <laughs> where this film is heavily featurely uh, no featured <laughs> featured heavily <laughs> fuck featured heavily with um clips from it and yeah it's fucking great, guys. It's fucking nuts. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of beers. We've got some snacks. Uh, we're gonna get fucking. We're gonna get into everything. We're gonna get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of Nicolas Cage. We're gonna get into the downright ridiculous nature of Nicolas Cage. So it only calls for one thing. We're gonna um, we're gonna roll the theme music, and then after that, guys, gotta put our feet up. Turn our phones off and get raging with Cage. Feels like I've been awake for days. Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun. Valley girl face off an army of one. Deadpool Cornell, Lord of War. The Wicker Man trespassing so many more. Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends. The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends. No distractions, no expectations Over the weeks, hear my frustrations I guess the podcast is about to begin I'm your host Petra Plasilevis And I'm caged in Right, we're back um, Vampire's Kiss has been watched uh, What did you think of it, Max? Yeah, it was a bit of a, it was, it was a, bit of a journey I don't really know um, I, I, I don't really know exactly what happened on that journey But it was definitely a journey of sorts Yeah, it's a I find it's a difficult one because I don't know what this film is trying to tell us. Uh, should probably get into what actually happens in this. So, um, uh, basically, so w- w- it starts right. He's he's, <laughs> he's he's in he's he's in therapy, um, and he's just saying about how like he met he got hooked up with this girl. Then it goes to like which something which might have been a flashback. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. It's either a flashback or just another thing, another part of his life. Like, does he live this? It's really weird to me. Like, I found it really weird. If you see this film and like his voice, for one, is fucking yeah, 
God knows. <laughs> Bill and got, Ted and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some... You find out later on in the film as well, he, he grew up in Philadelphia and lived in New York, yet has this Californian... Kind of British, sometimes. Kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has this fucking mental voice. Um, but yeah, how is he such a stud to the ladies? He's fucking disgusting. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> like... In, in 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 a lot of the earlier like uh, Nick Cage films as well, like his eyebrows just like stand out so much, and as he gets older, it's just like, oh mate, they're they're they're, they're, they're yeah, you know, down a bit. Yeah, you notice in these earlier ones as well, his teeth are fucking crooked as shit. I mean, in this one, he had some pretty gnarly teeth. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you see, like him going out to clubs, um, he picks up a woman, um, kind of. Oh, that's it. Yeah, he takes a woman back to his place. Bat flies in. And he just loves it. He, yeah. Pff, he think, loves it. Like In, in that bit, like, I didn't really know if the woman was like... I thought she was like real prang about it. I thought she was like crying and shit. But then she went outside. And then she was just like laughing. Ooh. I don't really... I don't really get <laughs> His laugh, for his one. Laugh, no, all of his laughs. Uh, <laughs> all of the, the multiple ones were just absolutely fucked. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then it's kind of... It goes back and forth like the the therapy scenes kind of punctuate this film it's like i kind of had a theory at one point that maybe the whole film was him in therapy telling telling this story almost but i don't think that is the case uh so there's a few fear there's a few ideas and theories i kind of have about this film but we'll get into that kind of after we've discussed the film uh so yeah after the second He's, he's like getting with this girl, this bat flies in, and then he's just like, that, that like gets like called off whatever because there's a, a bat in the room. And then like, he tells his therapist that he's like, you know, he's he's into it, you know, he's into just the bat being there. And then, um, yeah, well, he says, he says he got, he got, he got horny, like, he got horny because of the bat, basically. <laughs> which, uh, a new one, very niche. Yeah, and you, um, next see him like at work, um, he me- hates his fucking. He hates his secretary. Alva. Alva. I feel poor, I, pi- I pity Alva. Poor fucking Alva. You never re- you never find out why he has this hate and dislike for her. He just picks on her so fucking much. Um definitely Google or YouTube any of the like standout scenes from this that there's loads of stuff involving Alva. There's a famous line which is Alva, am I getting fr- Oh no, I, fu- I fucked it up. <laughs> that I fucked line, up. Yeah? yeah, that real famous line that I fucked up. Uh, uh, um, YouTube it, guys. Obviously, I'm not going to do a fucking good job. So I'm going to drink a few beers. Um, then he meets. Uh, well, does he meet her? Yeah, this is this is one of the things where like both of us we've had a little chat about this. We had a, like, uh, yeah, we had a little break between watching it just kind of gather our thoughts because we both fucking needed it as soon as the film finished we were like nope <laughs> what was that <laughs> um yeah he might have met this woman called rachel I, I think he actually met her like he must have like met her at some point because like she crops up at the end but she's not like in this sort of like form not in the capacity yeah yeah he pretty much they he takes her back to his and she Gets real, like, real rough with the sex, you know. Proper going for it. Some real 
Wow, some real fucking, some of that. You know, you know how it is, guys. Come on. You've had sex. 2017. <laughs> I don't know. Um, something like that. And uh, she starts biting his neck. And you think, fucking hell, it's getting, a bit, it's getting a bit fruity. But then she's covered in blood. She's got fangs. And you're like, oh, oh, this is the vampire's kiss we've been talking about. Um, and then you see the morning after, which... Yeah, he, he comes in with a cup of tea. You know, he's obviously obviously had, a in, in his mind, a lovely night with this lady, or vampire, and then uh, brings her a cup of tea, but she's just not in the bed, and he hands a cup of tea to no one, and uh, starts shaking, basically. So that's when you're there, like... What's his name? Is it Peter? You're there, like... Is it Peter? Yeah, you're Peter like, Lowe. Peter should Lowe. probably say, yeah, his name's Peter Lowe. Um, he's fucking nuts. He thinks he's a vampire, uh, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, he, he, this, with his work, this, like, uh, like, he works for this, like, literature company, which is pretty, which is pretty, like, ironic, considering the, the writing standard of this film, but, like, (laughs) but, um, and he's looking for this contract, and then, like, straight away, this guy calls up and says, like, oh, no, it's all right, you know, there's no rush with this contract, and he's there, like, oi, Alva, you need to fucking sort it out, you need to get me this contract by the end of the day. He knows full well, like, it's, like, going to be an absolute nightmare to find. Um, and, yeah, he um, he pretty much just, like, absolutely torments her. Yeah, and, like, a thing, like, we've uh, kind of missed is he goes on a date with a girl at a gallery. Oh, uh, yeah. And he says to her, oh, I'm going for a piss. Aggressively, like, really, like... Very aggressively. Leaves, leaves her there. Just walks home. She, she calls him up, and you hear the voicemail, and ah, oh, it's fucking great. Um, I'll drop in a clip right here <laughs> of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just his response to it is fucking great. Um. She's pissed off. She's saying like, oh, "I never want to see you again." Oh, wait, sorry. You. When he goes for a piss, he like just bails out the side of the building. He just like does one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, "I don't want to fucking see you again, you fucking fuck." And his response is, "Yeah, well, fuck you too, sister." <laughs> Such a sassy guy. He gets her back though. That sass. That sass must have some sort of like resonated <laughs> charm with some people because he seems to get a lot yeah um then we're back to the therapist's office and he seems to have no recollection of saying that he got a boner because of the uh bat but did that therapy thing actually (laughs) even happen was he ever in therapy was ever a bat yeah this is this is one of the points like there's a scene coming up that we'll get to that kind of Really puts it all into question. I'm not sure if the filmmakers knew what they were fucking doing here. I've... Even on like the first, like when, when when you put the put the DVD in, kind of thing, like the the, the like loading screens, just like the most like budget picture of Nicolas Cage <laughs> looking like he's just like walks out of fabric or something at like seven in the morning. Yeah, I think that might be down to um, my scrimping on DVDs. And, <laughs> and maybe there's a special edition of this. That I couldn't track down, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure uh, on that one. But um, 
Yeah, he seems to do. I've written down on my notes. He seems to do little to no fucking work. He seems. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a literary agent. All he seems to do is sit at his desk, shout at Alva, have outbursts. There's a point in the film. There's a point like he chases Alva into a toilet stall, fucking menacingly. He jumps up on a desk, he's fucking ranting and raving, he's after this fucking contract like nobody's business. But he knows it's no biggie though, he knows it's no biggie, he's just doing it to fuck with her because he's a legend. <laughs> um, And there's some, yeah, there's some real weird stuff, there's like, I'm not sure if you picked up on this Max, but like, the two mimes outside of the apartment? Yeah, they were, yeah that, that, I, I just <laughs> thought they were doing some like, well like, don't know, like odd like, breakdancing or something at the start but then nah they just they were just they were there for like two innings or, or and or outings of him going in the building building kind of thing um yeah he kind of has this breakdown and calls he tries to call his therapist she doesn't answer and then calls gallery girl yeah and kind of apologizes and says oh please take me back can i meet you tonight we see him go into his apartment Here's a spooky noise. Gets prang. No, yeah, no, he, no. He, yeah, he walks. He walks. He's in the apartment. He says, "Let's." Yeah, this is a bit we got confused on because he walks out of the apartment. And then he's back in the apartment. Then he's back in the apartment. We're not sure if this is that is- when he hears the door go. Like after that as well. Then he goes to the door and there's no one there. And then like he goes back in and then like the weird like vampire lady's there and she's there like, oh yeah, you know, you you let me in kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's playing into the whole like vampire lore of uh, you know yeah, like yeah. you have to you have to let her uh, you have to you have to invite a vampire in like I don't even think this film's so much deeper than I can, <laughs> than I can Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool that it's playing with those things like you have to invite a vampire in like and st- yeah, but um yeah, I'm not sure if it's down to the bad editing of him leaving the apartment then being back in cuz he had arranged to meet um gallery girl whose name is jackie sorry let's um jackie yeah get, come on guys gotta give <laughs> gotta give ladies their real names like then they're, they're human beings not just not just dates okay um he agrees to meet her so you think he's leaving you think he's leaving to like go to the bar that they've arranged to meet at but he's back in the apartment sees Rachel or doesn't see Rachel with the this is still up in the air guys like <laughs> she might have been there yeah we we only finished this film probably about 10 minutes 15 minutes ago however long it's yeah the fairly fairly yeah <laughs> very very soon ago it's uh time doesn't matter um but he thinks he sees her um oh he thinks he sees her, uh, then he, like, she basically, like, stops him from, like, going out, like, because he's yeah. so, like, he's there, like, oh, man, this is what I was, I was, like, I don't know if this is too, like, overthinking it or anything, but it could be something, like, a metaphor for something, like, addiction or something like that, but then, like, I still don't know why, because, like, he obviously can't leave the house and stuff, and he's just there, like, I'd rather do that and, like, get, get out and, like, have, have, like, fun and that, but then, like, is that too deep, because he's... He does end up like running around, like being scared of light and like thinking he's a vampire. And that doesn't really like strike me as like conviction, sort of. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think. I think a lot of like 
pothead to like to sit in the dark or yeah. probably, you're probably thinking your worst drugs aren't you I mean, yeah 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 I'm maybe sure heroin addicts don't like going out in the day either. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know any heroin addicts no one to speed dial and be like hey what's uh <laughs> now 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 <laughs> over to the heroin correspondent <laughs> the man on the streets literally um yeah he um he's then back in the Oh no, that's it. Obviously, he didn't see Jackie. She leaves a note for him at his apartment that just says, Get out of my life. Which brings about one of the fucking most mental scenes in this film of him kind of just. I don't know, how would you even. Well, I, I, I would say it was like the start of his demise, but like he's obviously like been. His, his, his sort of like stability's been in decline since the get go, but like. This is like the first time he's proper had like a major like freak out and just starts like just completely trashing. Is that when he starts just trashing his gas? Yeah, he just he ran. just like he <laughs> truly like is not getting his deposit back. <laughs> yeah, he wrecks the place, obviously. Um, and then like I don't. A lot of this just kind of happens and then bang onto the next scene. Not like, they don't really stew on it. Do you no, know what no, I mean? Like, no, no, no. What? <laughs> there's so much to see why would you stew on anything <laughs> yeah we're back at, and, and he's kind of like his mood like I, I don't this film tonally is all over the place as well I wasn't sure whether to laugh I wasn't sure whether to be scared I wasn't sure whether to cry like I felt like I cried a few times not out of like it being sad more like pure confusion what the fuck is going <laughs> on yeah. um, he's back in the therapist's office which like brings out a standout moment yeah, this is yeah, this is the good bit. definitely a standout moment. Um, it's the misfile scene where he's talking about he can't find the contract. He's put Alva on it, and then the therapist kind of says maybe someone misfiled it, and he's there like, how can you misfile it? Like it's just like it's all in alphabetical order. Then he essentially just reels off the alphabet, doesn't he? Just in a well, <laughs> yeah, in a really aggressive tone, yeah, yeah. Again, that's something like if you've been on the internet, you've probably seen it. Yeah, if come on, guys, if you're listening to a podcast, you fucking <laughs> seen this clip, you morons. <laughs> um, it's the dance moves. Well, I'd say dance moves. I don't think they're intentional. But when he's kind of doing the alphabet, he does some kind of weird um, version of the Macarena, where he's like kind of in like Peter Pan esque. Like ha- I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing it as like yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. I can't help but like when I'm talking about it, kind of. I just like chickeny. It's like. I don't. It kind of reminds me of like oh, it's, yeah, theatrical. It's fucking nuts. Like. Please, guys, whatever you do, like, hit me up, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Caged In Pod, if you've seen this, or, like, I don't know, I might make a fucking boomerang of me doing, like, a fucking <laughs> little dance he does, or I'll definitely be sharing, like, clips from this film on social media, because it's fucking great. I'll be sharing the soundtrack, if I can... If anyone knows if the soundtrack is available <laughs> on physical format, I'm talking CD or vinyl. I'm talking cassette tape, guys. Floppy disk, yeah, anything. I, I fucking want it. you got a mini disc. I've, I've got a mini disc player at my mum's. Like, <laughs> I fucking want it. It's batshit crazy. Fucking pun intended. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, then he starts, like, 
wearing shades at work and he's just and then, fucking... then, then he all of a sudden he just starts like every every time I don't think he only he only ever smokes when he's in work but he does that a fair bit like he just like whacks out a ciggy and everyone's obviously there like oh cool man like ch- yeah he kind of looks like that guy though like who I do you know, like people at school who like said they smoked and they well don't yeah like hanging off the side of the like hanging off the edge of the lip almost like, like looking over their glasses tying up type of thing so. n- never see them inhale just kind of resting on their <laughs> lip just letting the wind do the work burn it down <laughs> um yeah he starts um he starts being a fucking real dick to alva he says to her like you need to find this file like even if there was someone who had worked here less than like worked here less time than you, I I would still get you to do your bottom of the barrel. You're like it's basically like a words to like this effect. You are the sh- you are shit. You fucking suck, dude. Like you're gonna do the fucking the dog work. Yeah, and like throughout this, like we get scenes of him kind of in his demise into his apparent vampiric state, like. He sees a neon cross on the side of a church, fucking plummets to the floor. It's emotional, that bit. Yeah, he, like, returns home that evening as well. I think that's when he makes his sort of, like, makeshift coffin as well. Like, that, that that's when he's there, like, oh, man, like, where he, like, flips the couch on, it's, like, on, yeah. on, on, on top, and he just sleeps under the couch, because, obviously, that's the only way to, like, <laughs> prevent sunlight from getting into you when you're asleep. <laughs> yeah. He's got some well-solid, like, I'm sure he's got some solid blinds or curtains or something, but where's the theatrics in that? Yeah, I think I think, I think he's really shot himself in the foot as well, because where he wrecked the apartment earlier, he fucking ripped his blinds. I so, did, I, I, fair. Yeah, so, like, you kind of see, you kind of see moments, they're kind of, like, taped together so there's like little bits peering through but like yeah with the sofa coffin like if you're trying to keep the sunlight out like go under a blanket i'm not sure if you know how a sofa works mate but like just think about guys you're turning the sofa upside down so the bit you'd sit on is now facing the floor the the bit where the bit where you actually sit on there is a gap even if you are under that sofa yeah you are at, you are exposed you are exposed um, don't, don't, honestly <laughs> there's literally like plenty of ways to like avoid the sunlight if you really wanted to I mean like you're sleeping on like the floor anyway why not just get them cushions put them in the bathroom sleep in the bath that would be so much better than like literally just they being go. in the room that you fucked up the most like I'm pretty sure his kitchen had no windows as well you'd have access to like fridge and shit you wouldn't have to worry about like anything but. yeah he kind of um, he goes home yeah he's kind of made this makeshift bed but Rachel's there again is she there is she not there real cliche they watch Nosferatu yeah. like yeah classic like vampire Granddaddy vampire, apparently. <laughs> he's like, he's OG. OG vamps. Shout outs to Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring one out for my dead homie. <laughs> my undead homie. Yeah, he, uh, he, <laughs> he like, um, it's really weird. He touches a mirror and like kind of like burns. It made I, me jump that a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Like the noise he made, it was there like, but I, I don't really know what I was expecting, but it, I don't know, the hiss was kind of piercing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, um, he's like a, he's like a massive kid, like playing vampire because he makes his own sound effects. So like, he'll touch the mirror and go, like, <laughs> like as if it's burning him or something like that. And um, 
Yeah, he like when he wakes up in the morning, like has this. Yeah, he touches the mirror. It fucking burns him. Apparently, um, as I look in the fridge, like oh. what we got, what we got for, what we got for, what we got for brekkie. Like we got some eggs in there. We got some, we got some bacon. Got some sausages. Check the hob, mate. Check the hob. What's in the hob? Check the hob. Is he looking for a frying pan? No. There's a fucking cockroach. He puts in a lot of effort to like get it as well, because like there's like plenty of opportunity for him to just sweep it on the floor and like see you later, or even like whack it with a newspaper or some shit like that. But now, nah, obviously, if you see a cockroach on your day, hob, you're gonna fucking whack it straight in your gob. Yeah, and now uh, a little fun fact for you guys: uh, Nicholas Cage actually on set ate the cockroach. Man, I think that's 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 dedication. That's real. Would you be able to do that in 2017? Would like people kick off? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, um, I don't know. I think cockroaches still got a bad rap. I reckon people yeah. people you wouldn't miss a cockroach. Like, nah, not I don't know. Much. I don't know. Although it's could... pretty it's pretty controversial. Like, um, the rapper Tyler the Creator ate a cockroach in a. I don't know. I'm. Um, uh, to me, it felt like yesterday. I think it was like 2011, guys. Yeah, that was, that was ages ago. Getting old, getting old. Might as well have came out at the same time as Vampire's Kiss, guys. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Shit. Um, then he's back to work, realises Alva's not there. Or pulled did, a sickie. Pulled a sickie. Fair pulled enough, a- though, because like, he was like, oh, mate, you're not, you're not leaving until you find this like report. And like, she, it seems like she's just got like the most like dread job of all time, just looking through reports, like for, looking for like through through contracts for like this guy, and she's got to find the specific one. The pile of like contracts on her desk is absolutely mental. So she's she's not going home anytime soon. I'd be fucking ill after that. I'd pull a sickie. I'd, I'd quit my job, man. I'd <laughs> go right down job centre. Fuck that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I. Sometimes it's hard for me to go to my job at the best of times, and I enjoy my job, guys. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, let alone if Nick Cage was my manager, especially in this role. No. Fucking no, <laughs> no, thank you, no, sir. Um, what does he do to be a good boss? He drives out to her apartment with, with soup. Tri- with soup. With soup. Um, oh wait, wait, sorry. Just before that, like her mum was there, like. Alva, like, mate, you well need to go to work. And she's just like, honestly, like, this guy is actually the worst. And the mum's like, nah, like, my boss can be an arsehole sometimes. Like, it's fine. Like, everyone's like a dick. And she's, then she's there like, no, this guy's, like, seriously fucked up. And the mum's like, you've got to go to work. She doesn't go to work because obviously, like, obviously Mr. Lowe is, like... Uh, the lowest of the low. The, the lowest of the low. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, um, so he just, like, comes around, knocks on her door. She's doing some ironing in her bra. Um, obviously pretty freaked out because like this guy's like well he does it's not it's not the fact that he's like just knocks on the door he peers through the window yeah at her ironing like kind of has a good gawp and then kind of like shouts through the window she's like what are you doing here he's like I can't hear you through this window like let me in he's like I've come to call a truce and we can like you can read him like a bird yeah he's like a book, like a pamphlet, mate. Like bu- books. You can read him like the short stories he publishes. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I just want to like mention is he's a 
publisher for short stories, uh, but seems to be bawling. Like, he's out every night, he's whining and dining these ladies. And also, going back to like what you said earlier, like he does absolutely nothing. So I've really got no... no actually, the one bit of work he did in this entire film was, like, take a call from someone and then relay the wrong information to the person who's got to deal with, like, the result <laughs> of that call. So, like, not only is he, like, not doing much, but, like, the only thing he is doing is, like, he's doing it, like, catastrophically wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, um... I don't know what the money is in short stories as well. Like, like it's I I, I well it was it was a different age as well. Yeah, unless he's doing like anthologies. Like I don't know, most short stories. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna hold my hands up. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not an authority on uh, short stories and how they're published. So let's not get into those treacherous waters. Uh, um. Yeah, so he gets her in the cab. He convinces her that I'm a nice guy. Like, I'm here for you. I've got you the soup. Let's just get back to work. Like, I've been a dick, basically. Like, As soon as she's in the cab, though, as soon as she's in the cab, the bombshell, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, stoked you're, like, coming back to work and stuff, you know, etc. As soon as they're in, so you're going to find that report, yeah? And then she's like, but like Nick Cage, you said that it didn't matter that like that 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 I couldn't find it. You said that you'd rather just have me there, and he's, he just changes his tune back. Which he changes his tune so fucking bad. Like he's off, he's off the fucking chain. Um, she has a ploy to get out of the cab. Like even if it's for a moment, she says her brother works at a gas station. She needs to drop him off some money. She goes in and she's asking for bullets for a gun she has, which um forgot to mention he uh she threatens him with when he chases her into the toilet like you would do. You definitely would do, man. That guy's <laughs> fucked, like. Um But this shows you how unhinged he is. Um like this film I dunno, like the sea bomb has dropped a fair few times. No, I counted four times, like four, even for like, and I know it's an eighteen, but like that's an excessive amount of like. Yeah, like we're not prudes. Come on, guys. Like, uh, but but still, like they're just so out of context and just kind of like, as I said, like tonally, like if this was a comedy, it's a really bad comedy. Yeah. If this is a horror, it's a really bad horror. <laughs> like, it's just trapped between so many different tent posts i think the bits which like anyone finds like remotely amusing like the writer like um what's his name like danny minion or something like he was there like he must have been there like oh man this is really gonna like get people like thinking this is they're gonna be there like this guy's like this guy's got some screws loose and like you know i'm really like it's really deep this is actually really quite scary but like and then he just like comes out of like a really monotonal just or something like that and they're like okay, yeah well oh, he, right, okay Whoa. like cages like uh peter lowe's reaction yeah to to her being in there so long is where is this cunt and it's just like what oh wait no sorry he's waiting outside in the taxi the taxi yeah, driver's yeah, yeah. just like pointing at his like a picture of him and his wife and he's there like he's there like you know this is this is my wife i've been married for 15 years you know she's like what keeps me going kind of thing this is my baby and then, like, then he has, like, a bit of a revelation, I think. And he's there, like, 
yeah, man, you know, I I need to find like someone who I love, kind of thing. I thought then he was gonna like just pop a question to to Alva. Like, <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've been an arsehole to this woman, but you know, I, I think yeah, I this love her. <laughs> this film like keeps you second guessing and kind of like always has you on the back foot, which like it's something to be like is to commend it by. Like, um, I don't know. It's not stagnant. Let's let's just say yeah. that. I, I think one of its downfalls is like they let Nick Cage kind of loose, and that's probably never a good idea. Yeah, just you got to rein people in. Sometimes I've used the comparison before. Like it's the Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like I know yeah. a lot of people enjoy those films. I think they're okay, but like. His character is just so fucking off the wall. It's like... Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it gets to a point it's not serving, like, dramatic or, like... It doesn't push the story along in any way. Or there's no character development. It's just him kind of... Ooh. And <laughs> that is that. that is the same with this. Like, his voice is all over the place. His, like, fucking... His body's all over the yeah, place. Like, a, like so, some of the moves he makes is, like... He's, he's like humanized pretzel man like he, he can talk some pretty dodgy positions for no reason yeah he's kind of like he's like david byrne in stop making sense like the the live talking heads like thing he's like he kind of reminds me of that like the big suit bit in that like for, <laughs> uh, yeah it's he's fucking nuts well, um I, I read like i read like i don't know how true it is because i read it on the internet but like um, that he was the only like uh, professional on set kind of thing. Like he was the only person who'd ever done a film before, and like that it, that it, wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, no, <laughs> but the thing, but the thing is though, like he's like, like I, I wouldn't say like any of the actors like blew me away because like yeah, yeah. otherwise more people probably would have heard of this film. But like um, Nicholas Cage definitely isn't the best actor in the film, and like I don't know, is he? No, like I. But like, considering he's the only like professional, and like yeah, like, yeah, it, no, it, well, like his performance is like it's so overblown and just like it's it's, it's almost undefined. Like you can't define what he's about. Like it's well, I I kind of thought like you know when you see like or like when you're a kid and like you have like a proper mental tantrum and you're just like going off on one so much that like you know your throat's gonna hurt and your mum's there like mate your throat's gonna hurt like later like shut the fuck up and then like you're just going like so ham and then you just realise like oh man like I'm going so overboard for this this is absolutely like I think that's kind of like Nicolas Cage did that with this film but like he never like clocked that his throat was gonna hurt later yeah he is that he is that like screaming toddler face down in the supermarket like He's gonna get his way. Like, oh, yes, it's real weird. Well, enough of that tangent. Let's get back to like, <laughs> let's get fucking out. Let's get back to what happens in this fucking classic weird, wonderful ride. Um, that's it. He gets her back to the office. Um, kind of has a freak out because he's definitely. Fully now believes he's, he's a, a vampire. vampire. Yeah. He's like in the bathroom, f- touching the mirrors again, like says, where am I? Where am I? Like, <laughs> it's, I think the film lets you know that it's in his head because 
we can see him in the mirrors. So like, excellent camera work there. <laughs> but I think I think that is the film letting you know yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. he's that it's it's him. It's not he's not actually a vampire. Like he's just a fucking nutter. Um, <laughs> and he kind of holds himself up in his office, says he's having a meeting, and lo and behold, who comes rising? Cream of the crop, top of the pile, contract in hand. Our main gal. Alva. Mate, she bosses it. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, a really weird thing as well. When he's in his office uh, around this time, um, he sees the cab driver and her and, and his the, wife. I think that's when like Alva like, uh, knocks on the door. He sees the cab driver and like the wife that you saw in the picture just in there, wearing what they were wearing like in, in the picture. Must have been like, their wedding day or something. I'm sure it was a happy affair. And then... He's just like I can't remember what he says. He says something which, which considering that's just happened, and obviously that's like, oh man, this guy's like got some stuff he needs to like sort out. I thought they'd actually say something a bit more significant. That I could could remember. Yeah, like that's <laughs> a, that's a thing. Like stuff like that had me thinking. Like, is this like, is this a real fucking blind stab at some kind of? David Lynch esque yeah. oddness. Do you know what I mean? Like, just throw throw a load of like real like weird shit get shit at the wall, and then like if something sticks and someone makes a theory out of it, then we've made a classic boy. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that's what happens in this. A lot of shit was thrown at the wall, and a lot of shit stuck. Not necessarily for the good, like the shit stuck. Basically, <laughs> like yeah, like this film, I believe is not known for its fucking artistic credibility but more for its wacky delivery from nick cage um and memes memes come on guys (laughs) come on this is where memes mean something uh uh yeah so alva's found it and then things get real fucking dark because is this when yeah he chases Alva through the... Um, yeah, he's like, this is too late. This is too late, you know. And then he, he, he... Obviously, she's pretty torn up because it, she's spent her whole working week staying late trying to find this fucking contract, which didn't actually matter in the end. And then he chases her, really. Chases her and... um, She pulls a gun at her. I think I didn't mention that the... Oh, yeah. The, the gun that... Like, the bullet she was handed for the gun were blanks. She fires them, not at him, but kind of some warning shots to get rid of him. He's saying, shoot me, shoot me or you're fired. Put me out of my misery. I'm a vampire. Gladly taking it. And um, he doesn't die because they're blanks. Yeah, like he. When she falls to the floor, like, I'm not sure. I think he rapes her. Like, yeah, it's not really like, like overly explicit kind of thing but like glad like I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad it's not I was not there going rubbing my hands together going this is what I want to see on a fucking Wednesday night not at all guys like I know I know it might seem sick in the head that I'm watching all these fucking films but not a fucking monster come on um like when she's on the floor as well she turns into she turns into Rachel like Again, he's fucking flipped his lid. He's yeah. not thinking straight. He, he, he puts the gun in his mouth. Obviously, he has I, no clue that they're I blanks. Think, I think possibly the 
the tra- like this is just coming to me now, so this could be complete shit, but the transformation into Rachel is almost it's almost like whenever he does something bad, she rewards him for it, and like that is like a cinema tr- like the filmmaker's trick to like mask the the like sh- uh, like instead of fucking going balls to the wall sorry that's a horrible thing for, for what i'm about to say but like going full throttle like with showing an explicit rape scene like they mm. kind of do this like show you that rachel's there like that is almost his dark side he's kind of created yeah, this, yeah. create this conduit to like someone like yeah that devil on your shoulder she is like the personification of that so like I don't know. Again, like as I said, that's to- I totally fucking just freestyled that. And if I've offended anyone, um, unsubscribe to the podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, then he fires. Fires. Yeah, he's he's unaware that there's like um, blanks in the gun. Um, so he puts it in his mouth. Fires two shots. Absolutely nothing. Obviously, like in his in his head, he's there like shit, man. I need to be I need to be staked for this. Like I need to like if I really 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 want to like. Well, he think I think he believes then that he is he is immortal. He yeah. definitely is a vampire. Well, I because I, no, because isn't like the only way to like kill a vampire? Isn't that like isn't it just through a little bit of a stake? Like traditionally, isn't it just a stake in the heart? Yeah, but I think like if he was human. Yeah, shooting himself in the mouth. Yeah, that would probably, probably do a bit of damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously him thinking they're real, they're real bullets in the gun. Yeah, yeah. He's just there, like, well, man, I'm fucking not a human anymore. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's fucking lost his. Li- so, what does he do? What do you do when you've turned into a vampire? You go to a kind of off license for like for like uh, really like slapstick comedy goods no it's like it's like an occultist like uh, an occultist 24-7 like, uh. you know, like, like joke shop like I don't know the guy was Smithies. yeah I kind of picture the guy is like an old 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 Chinese guy wearing a um uh, I don't know like a pentagram t-shirt with uh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of showing him like he's kind of showing him the range. He's like, the hey, fiberglass teeth. We got like... fiberglass ones. Then nineteen ninety nine. Oh fucking Peter Lowe's thumbing for his wallet. He's probably got about three dollars. He's like, what the fuck will this buy me? You buy some budget plastic ones. <laughs> oh come on, like the like the ones you used to like. Well, ones maybe that... maybe you don't make actually make that much money in like in in, 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 in like publishing literature. Then if this like... this is this is the I, I think he's blown it on other things, isn't uh, he? Yeah, fair actually. Um, you know, yeah, fair. Or maybe that is the moment you kind of like that is the moment to show you like, hey, look, publishing ain't so great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the big smoke, Ma. Yeah, like publishing books like Penguin, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> those are uh, those false teethy buys though. They're like those ones that you would get that would. Destroy your destroy your own mouth, like fully, yeah. Real rigid, sharp edges, like every time you open and close your mouth, like something's getting fucking poked. They yeah, be. yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not a dentist dream. No, he, um. So what do you do? What do you do when you've turned into a vampire? You've bought your budget teeth. Hit a disco. 
hit the club. Come on, <laughs> come on. It's a Friday night. But you don't. You don't need to show your ID. You don't need to queue up. You push through the queue and just fucking lay out the bouncer. Of course you do. Of course you do. And there's no repercussions. For of course that. not. Of course not. There's never going to be repercussions for fucking barging your way. It's a, it kind of does this almost aping like old vampire cinema like you know how they kind of seem to glide in it like when you're watching Nostra he kind of like shoulders back or, yeah and kind of it's like he's gliding across like he's moving through the club like I don't know if you saw that guy dangerous loner like yeah. if you saw that guy in the club you'd be like hand over your drink yeah. like <laughs> like clutching onto your mate's hand like <laughs> Look at that guy, I think it's time we hit, <laughs> hit the road, like, let's see what's I happening. I've seen him down Volks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let, pff, let's see what's happening at fucking prison. Come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> this place is taking a turn for the worst. Um, and, uh, yeah, it kind of goes to this really weird, like, I've never seen this in a... It looked like it should be, like, a, in a chateau or something. Yeah, yeah. Like a VIP section, like... Definitely, I reckon. I reckon they fucking just blew their budget on like, like, like this. I don't know. On this location, they were kind of like, "Fuck it, fuck it." We we'll just get like club, club have VIP sections with v- no one in them apart from one girl doing yeah, yeah, coke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've been in. I haven't actually been in VIP sections. <laughs> I don't really go to clubs, but like, I know VIP sections are predominantly. Same as the actual club, just normally like a bit of fucking velvet rope or something like that. Like, <laughs> not this, not this kind of like massive, like comfortable chamber to yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's like, what you it literally is, yeah. may as well just be like, just go and like, just go home. Like, you're just in a room on your own. Yeah, it's like a fucking like, say, of a Renaissance painting. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there should be someone feeding someone grapes. But instead, <laughs> there is a there is a lonely woman just doing like a tiny line of coke. It, um, it, might, it might be the narcotics she's just consumed, but the she she's really not phased that someone who looks like Nicolas Cage comes up. Rocking them glass uh, glasses and um, teeth, and like it's just proper like eyes eyes like wider than a motherfucker. But then again, on coke, you're probably used to seeing someone with pretty wide eyes. Um, yeah, like uh, <laughs> I, I I guess. Um, fuck. <laughs> um, so she's like not phased by it at all. She's just there, like I'll oh, call cool, this guy. She kind of thinks it's like a bit of a joke. Then like I think he um I think he might have like tried to like like touch her like breast or something, touch her inappropriately. So she gets a bit like obviously like, dude what who one, who the fuck are you? Two, what the fuck are you doing? Like push them off a little bit. So he just uh, goes in for the kill and just fucking bites her neck, really. Yeah. One yeah. thing I sorry, real quick, sorry, yeah, one yeah, thing no, I didn't I was... notice it was like I didn't see the teeth fall off, but like he was like biting her and shit, like what and they had the teeth on. And then I might have just missed this, but like, and then like when he like pulled his teeth, it pulled his like actual teeth away. The plastic teeth he just bought weren't there, and then he like pulls them up like from just like underneath kind of thing and slots them back in. It's like poor editing or just a mystery of the cinema. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, did he bite her with those teeth? Like, I don't reckon those 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 false teeth would appear skin. The false teeth wouldn't, but I reckon like if you're in in the sort of like. In the sort of state that Nicholas was in, um, you'd probably just fucking 
you would probably be able to bite through someone's Oh yeah, fur. definitely, definitely. Yeah, like I've had I've had a tooth like I've had a teeth removed and um, a tooth. <laughs> I've had a tooth removed, just a single solitary tooth. Um that they 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 always tell you like afterwards like watch out like about eating because you could easily chew through the side of your mouth. Like I'm not sure if that's dentists trying to make like dentistry seem pretty cool and dangerous. That <laughs> could happen. To Badass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My dentist is Sylvester Stallone. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um, I don't have a dentist. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like. I reckon, yeah, I reckon, given given the rage in Cage, like, in this, you could, he definitely could have fucking gnawed through that lady's neck. Um, that was something, like, I theorised about. Like, I was like, possibly, did she just die of a cocaine overdose? And, like, I don't know. I feel like the film, maybe, in a way, is like an untrustworthy narrator. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what to believe, who to believe. Like, definitely ain't believing Peter nah. because he's. He I probably believe. I trust Alva. I believe her side of the story. Yeah, definitely. But um. Oh, yeah. She's had nothing but fucking shit grief. luck. Yeah, yeah. I know. She's even trying to do some ironing, watching her favourite shows like her nutty boss. Fucking up at the window. No, thank you. So, yeah. Um. He like, and that's the thing as well. He seems to leave. Uh, he seems to just mingle back through the club, covered in blood. Like no one bats an eyelid. No one bats an eyelid. Like blood round his mouth. Like I know people have smooched girls like with red lipstick on and got a bit of like a bit of lippy around the mouth, but nothing like this. Come on, guys. This is like a good, good like two inches. He's bitten someone's th- neck. Like, yeah, he's, definitely. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That or he's like does not know how to drink a glass of wine like, <laughs> he's fucking he's gone all over the place do you know the, what I mean like, th- this is when he sees like um, this is when yeah. he sees Rachel uh, so like the vampire like lady who he's been like just basically getting hickeys off the entire film and then he um, but she's there like oh Peter like what and she's like oh you you like broke up with me you like ah, like you you're a vampire like start screaming like you're a vampire you're a vampire he gets dragged out by security. Yeah, and I wasn't sure. Like, she kind of... I'm not sure if you noticed this. She kind of gives, like, a wry smite. Like, yeah, a little... yeah. I was a bit like... What the fuck is actually going on with that? Because, like, that, that, I thought that, like, bit was meant to be sort of... It's cemented that, oh, no, he's actually... He's He just got rejected or some shit, and he's taking it completely Yeah, that's way. like... Like, when that happened, like, when it kind of first happened, I think both of us kind of, like, discussed that thing of... We thought maybe the idea of the film was like this guy is desperately looking for love and just got burned big time by yeah. by a Rachel and has sent him like for some reason has sent him down this downward spiral in which he thinks he's becoming a vampire. Classic like, breakup technique, though. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. Some people listen to some sad music. Some, <laughs> you know what I mean. Some people watch The Notebook or like... Um, Vincent Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, eating Ben and Jerry's like normally... Listening to Elliot Smith in the bath. Yeah, like whatever you want to do, guys. Like you want to go for a long walk in the rain? You do that. Um, Just don't think you're a vampire because like you... I can't I can't guarantee, but you're probably not. Yeah, I, f- I think I, f- I think like... Uh, 
I think people 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 don't believe in that. I don't know. Maybe may, maybe that's something. Um, I might pose that question to uh, James Hunt from the sort of ghostly podcasts. Like, does he do with vampires? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, um, after 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 hit him up. Like, what is what his boundaries are? Is his paranormal like yeah. investigations? How is he? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've got a, a, a semi tall, well, an average height tail. Uh, when I was like a kid, like my parents had this house in France, and um, my dad used to always tell me like this story about how like I was like asleep in there one day, like uh, one night, sorry, and they heard like all this like pattering and shit. I was gonna say sleeping in the day. What are you a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there was a bat in the room, and my dad like used to tell me that it like came and like sat on me when I was asleep, and I was there like, oh man, dad, you're actually like my hero. Like you got that bat away. Turns out, like when I asked my mum about it a few years later, she was like. Nah, nah, there was just a bat in the room and, like, your dad just wouldn't, like, wouldn't wouldn't get it out. He, he made me do it. And I was like, oh, safe, dad. Cheers. You, 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 oh. you lied to me. Maybe, um, maybe there wasn't, a, maybe you were the bat in the room. Dun! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, maybe, man, we've we just been playing, we've been playing cricket and there was a bat in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Hello. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so obviously, when she gives the wry smile, though, it's kind of then it then it flips back the other way. Like, oh, is she a fucking vampire? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't. What I that wry just... smile could have been is like because she's with like some 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 guy who obviously like pushes Cage away when he like loses his shit. But like, if she could just be there, like fucking hell, man. I told guy. you it was a nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah like new... that's her new fella. Yeah, like, that's the one I've been telling you about or something. Oh, Peter Lowe. I fucking told you about him. He's a fucking lunatic. And then, um, then we get the next morning. We kind of, um, he's been out all night, by the way. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a vampire. He's, he slept under the sofa during the day, and then like waits till about ten o'clock. Then he's like, "Let's get it's the town." Uh, yeah, let's let's eat a pigeon. Like, oh uh, yeah, fuck yeah, right. definitely. Yeah, we definitely glossed over that part. Like that sickening, disgusting moment when a Grown man eats a pigeon. Yeah, it's it's how Nicholas Cage actually like like he did with the cockroach actually ate a pigeon. No, I don't because you don't you don't actually see a scene of him like actually ingesting the. I pigeon. wouldn't put it past him though. Like just uh, just he's dedicated. Well, I like I'm trying I'm trying to get like I'm trying to get in contact with people who can like I like I haven't actually mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, one of the things I like would be my goal for this is to actually try and. Like interview Nicolas Cage, or like for the final, like for the final film, watch it with him. Ooh. That's not going to fucking happen. But like <laughs> that would like like reach for the stars, guys, because you always land on the clouds. Okay, um, but yeah, if I if that ever if that if I can ever like if someone said one question for Nicolas Cage, did you eat a pig? Did you eat a pigeon? Is that, <laughs> is, is that, that, that's what I'm going to be asking him now. Um, it's the way it's the way he collects the pigeon, though, as well. Like um, he kind of he like <laughs> yeah yeah he, he probably just stashes it under his uh, under his under his under his blazer. Do you wear any blazer? Yeah, so, yeah, but it's that thing. Like um, I don't think if I saw someone pick up a pigeon in the street, if I saw someone walking down the street with a pigeon, like I'd be like. Cool man, you're walking around the street with a pig. I would, I, I don't think they should feel the need to 
put it inside their coat. That's like, the thing. Yeah. Like, if, that, if that happened like nowadays, it would be there like, I am putting this on the internet. Like, that yeah, guy's well, like, absolutely the, kidnapped a pigeon. The way he is in this film, like, he's kind of parading himself through the streets, like, saying, I'm a vampire. Like, um, he's got a, like, yeah, he's fucking just acting, like, like, howling, like, Ooh. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, like that stuff doesn't seem out of place for me. Like I don't mm. know if it's cause, like because we live in Brighton or like, <laughs> but, like see nutters like that all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like see nutters worse than that all the time. Like just get yourself down the level, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone eat a pigeon at the level though. Yeah, that's true. I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of fire poi. Some some like. <laughs> Heat up spoons, but never, never pigeon consumption. Ah, <laughs> oh, that happens under the pier, <laughs> guys. Um, yeah, and then um, so he's eating. Yeah, he's eating the pigeon, and then we get we get the next. Yeah, we get the next morning. Yeah, we see Alva and her brother. They're kind of formulating a plan of what to do. Like she shows her brother, she's got a black eye. Yeah. And she tells him, like... What happened, kind of thing. What happened. And you see them guys driving over, but then that's intercut with... Possibly... That's weird, this bit. Although, no, it's real weird, but it's, like... It's the most straightforward bit of the film, to be honest, like... Yeah, this is, I think, like... I don't, like... Whilst watching it... I thought, which one of these? Because he had made an appointment. Once he bought the false teeth, <laughs> he makes a phone call to his therapist. Again, like, I'm not sure if she exists. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think she might do. I, as you can tell, guys, by the way, we've kind of both been I'm in an R in stuff here. We don't have a fucking clue what happened, really, like what this film is about. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he he made a phone call to his therapist once he'd bought the false teeth, like, kind of... Can't get earlier, is, like, pretty much, like, the tone of it. He just wants an earlier appointment, and um, she agrees to do it on Sunday morning. And I'm guessing this is now Sunday morning. Yeah. And the therapy session, like, I'm not sure if it's the actual one he had booked in, but the therapy session... He goes to... Oh, hang on, sorry, sorry. Just before he gets to this uh, this little scenario, <laughs> once he's just been kicked out of the club and shit, he sees a um, like a pallet board and he, like, hoofs the pallet board a little bit, like, rips one of the pallets off. Yeah. And he's just carrying this big, this big, this big, like, um, kind of sharp block of wood about. Yeah, literally, like, a massive stake. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. a big, sharp bit of wood, guys. Um, and... Yeah, he's he's asking people like just just I'm a vampire, please kill me. Like do me a favor, do yourself a favor. I'm a menace to society. Um and yeah, he has this therapy session that is him talking to a wall. Yeah, it's like a bollard. He kind of like bumps into it sort of thing. Then he um then it just switches between him looking like the most the most haggard human being of all time just like mumbling these words and then it's just like 
bam, he's like looking real sharp in the in the uh, in the therapy session, speaking to his therapist, but still holding the two by four. Yeah, the piece of wood, um, which I guess is the filmmakers trying to like put the same things that they are they are linked because obviously. I don't know. Like, like at this point, they wanted to make things clear that the rest of it, they just, they just thought, "Fuck it, we'll just let that all be really confusing." <laughs> like, um, I think I don't know. Maybe they thought people would care up until this point, and that, like, hey, here's the big reveal. Like, yeah, sort of like the end of like Inception when it's there. Like, did the little thing like fall over at the end? Is he still in the dream? Then yeah. The- People just weren't actually... Yeah, this, this isn't an M. Night Shyamalan film. You know I mean? it's, 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 this isn't Sixth Sense, guys. Um, it's no sense. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, like intercut, it's intercut between him talking to a bollard, him talking to his therapist. He kind of comes to the realisation that he wants he wants love, which kind of, I feel in a way, supports like the theory yeah. about... like. He's like uh, Rachel is like a lover that scorned him. Or yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, and the uh, the therapist says, "I've got the perfect woman for you. A woman called Sharon. She's actually coming in right now. She's always the one who's in after your sessions. She's always complaining about the same things of you. Why haven't I hooked you up before?" I thought maybe when she mentioned, she said because she says it in a really roundabout way as well. She's like. Oh, like it's the woman, and then says Sharon, and then like kind of points to the side. I thought maybe the whole film he had been in therapy with like a Sharon, and it was going to turn out to be Rachel. Rachel, like, like I think you guys missed out on a trick there. Like, come (laughs) on, like come on, Hollywood, Pat Silvers, get me on the blower. Yeah, and um, you see him leave the therapist's office with uh, Sharon, but then you see him on the street with Sharon and like how he made the cup of coffee for someone earlier. He's just talking to no one. He's just a bloody mess with a two by four in the street, talking to no one. But like when he starts this conversation with this woman who obviously just isn't there, she may exist, but she's definitely just not there now. <laughs> He's like, it's all going like, it's all good. They're all like, you know, they're getting along and stuff. Well, you think he is because you can only like hear him talking to her. Um, and then like, he freaks out obviously because like he has so many screws loose. And um, yeah, just starts like having a go at her and everything. Yeah, he gets back to his apartment and just flips out. Like, Yeah, real m- hard. Massively. Like, I'm not sure whether I... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Actually, just real quick. At, th- at this point... Um, What's her name? Alva. 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 And her brother are just like waiting in the car, like kind of they're like point point, like, and he's like, "I'll oh, point him out to me," you know, point out to like this this like fucking arsehole, and I'll like get him, kind of thing. Um. So yeah, they're just like poised, waiting for him to like come home so they can just rush him. And they do. He gets into the apartment, and he's having that argument with the woman who's not there. I think she. I think the invisible woman leaves the apartment. Yeah, I'm guessing so because he he retreats back under the sofa back coffin. into his coffin. Yeah, yeah. sofa coffin. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, Alva's brother hoofs it off of him. Yeah, gonna like you say like 
you're ready to rumble come on let's get to it <laughs> like i'm paraphrasing there but i think it's somewhere along those lines yeah, yeah. um at which point peter holds the two by four to his chest over his heart i don't think it's it's, it's over his like belly button yeah it's not yeah, really yeah. Like, it's kind of like uh, i don't know i think it definitely moves like yeah. it definitely moves in shots as well like uh I we won't question the editing. On the yeah, story, come on. Like, <laughs> He's had enough grief. Enough shit going on. Um, and then he gives him the deafening blow. Yeah. And that's it. But there's the weird, there's a weird, um, like fades to black. And then we get um, Rachel saying like, sleep sweet, dream of me, my sweet prince, yeah. or sweet angel. It's just fucking... Just got to leave a little sting in the tail, ain't you guys? Like a little, like, I don't know, like... What does that film talk... What did What did you, like... Because, like, was there any message in that? Was there any... I don't know. I don't know if he's, like... If it's the kind of thingy on... 80s excess, in a way, like... I kind of... I don't know. Maybe maybe we're under, under misunderstanding this film, and it is kind of, like... Sorry to sorry sorry if like this offends anyone, but like because I'm speaking about what a lot of people deem as a great film and a great book, but is this like a prototype American Psycho? <laughs> that, like it is, it is the depth of a man like dealing with his own sanity and stuff yeah. like that, and this these kind of acts are maybe not real and a kind of projection of yeah, like like, his excess. And, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know, like, what did you, like, did you enjoy the film? That's the question I'll ask you, Max. Um, I think I enjoyed, like, parts of the film. Like, I'm definitely, like, I feel like, especially, like, seeing it in this, like, format and, like, doing this, it's kind of, like, a real big tick next to the name. So, like, I proper, like, I don't have to watch that again, kind of thing. You, like, I, I really enjoyed like bits of it, but like the bits that you can find on like the internet and shit. Yeah, like I enjoyed like I feel the same. I enjoy it for like a kitschy value. Yeah, of, like, just being there, like, oh my fucking god! Like people have too much money to like blow budgets on this. Yeah, it's one of those films that's kind of like I tell you, you kind of want to say to people, yeah, yeah, I've 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 seen. Sin Vampire's Kiss, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's so mental. If you, yeah, that's... yeah, 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 yeah. You watch it for the like, not great acting. You watch it for just the batshit. Like, it's almost like an exercise in what can you, what, what can one man do? What can like? This is an early <laughs> sign of Nicolas Cage just being hired, I believe, for being him, not yeah. necessarily to play a character like. um Obviously, you haven't watched the Max, but like in a f- couple of earlier ones, like, um, like Peggy Sue got married, uh, Raising Arizona, Moonstruck. Again, I believe those are films that he was hired because of who he was. A lot of earlier ones, not so much as him trying to fill a role. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. And I feel like going forward, like, yeah, I'm probably going to see a lot of stuff where, um, He's in flat out cage. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be films where he's being hired for. Just go. We know this guy is fucking mental. Let's 
Let, let's wind him up and let him loose. Um, right, so guys, you've heard what we fucking think about this. Uh, let's have a look at what the fucking, what the real, what professionals, I don't know you call them professionals, but let's see what the internet is saying about this. We're going to look at IMDB, we're going to look at Rotten Tomatoes, and we're going to look at Roger Ebert. Let's get to it. So, guys, we've got no word from Roger Ebert on this, but instead we've got stepping up to the plate with Amazon.com with their score. So, let's start off with IMDb. We've got 5.9 out of 10. With how we thought about that, how do you think How do you think that reflects how we thought about it? Like, we don't... I, I don't like to give scores, but, like, I don't know. I've, I think, like, 5.9, like... That's pretty like, that's pretty accurate because it wasn't it wasn't like obviously like so dreadful that they're like oh mate turn this off kind of thing. There were yeah. aspects which were enjoyable kind of thing. So yeah, that's that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool as well. Like I don't know. In this day and age, it's nice to have a little bit of validation and to have that validation that we are we are not alone. But then also it could bring up some type of anxiety because we are nothing but sheep we think like the others we are not free thinkers <laughs> who 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 think out of out of out of the box um on to rotten tomatoes um this score pretty much the same just uh instead of points it's percentage and it's 59 percent. that is pretty much exactly, exactly the, the same, same. Yeah. so um Again, it's good to see that this has um, a kind of very... Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. It hasn't split opinions in any way. Um, And 3.5 out of 5 on Amazon.com. See, that makes it a 70%. Yeah, that does, doesn't it? It makes it 70%. Yeah. 7 out of 10. Yeah, that's like... Out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3.5, yeah. I think that's generous, like, bringing it out, even though it's, like, near enough, like, 1.1 over, like, what the others are saying. Yeah, like, I don't know what, like... I know all of these are based on, um, like, anyone can kind of do it. I kind of feel like with Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, like, people are a bit more invested in films. Yeah, sure. Amazon... Any nutter can buy a DVD. Like <laughs> I managed, I managed to pick this up on DVD. Um, I might, I might, I might put like a, I don't know, like a two star, two star, just to kind of bring this film down a peg or two. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. It bloody deserves it. Like if if we keep giving this film good scores, guys, filmmakers are going to punish us for this shit. With shite <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's, Let's fight back. You're better than that. Exactly. Yeah, we are. We are, guys. We're all better than that. Um, so, just want to say a massive thanks to Max for joining me on this. Oh, no. Pleasure, man. Thanks um, for having me. And is there, like, anything you want to plug in any way, like, with the band or anything like that? Like, where can guys get at you? Oh, mate. No, uh, the internet just, like... <laughs> the, new, the new tusk across the board. No one else has got a, a band name similar to that or that dreadful. So just fucking like go at it. Nice. Um, yeah. Amazing guys. Check out um, 
get it on Spotify, I believe. Check out yeah. Sloom, uh, the last last EP by these guys. Bloody good, bloody good. Um, I'm a massive fan. I've got it on. Uh, I've got it on vinyl, mate. Really nice orange vinyl. Uh, can you still buy that? Is it still? Uh, I think the orange ones have like gone. But uh, missed but, out, mate. guys. Classic black. There, classic black. Classic black, guys. Nice vinyl with <laughs> the B side is previous EP yeah. Monster Trucks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, recorded that in Seb's bedroom. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, nice. no expenses. <laughs> Amazing. Well, again, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. No worries, dude. Cheers. Um, and let's talk about what we got coming up, guys. So, as always, I kind of do these in like four film chunks just to not overload you with information. Um, next episode, I'll be talking about Time to Kill. Possibly, I won't have a guest for that one. Uh, I'm not going to have a guest on all of these just because from this point on, there is like 61 films still to watch. So, uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so, just trying to get that many people or trying to schedule that. No one's got 61 real mates, do they? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't think I've got the mental capacity to arrange all of that. Um, so, yeah, we've got time to kill. Then Firebirds from 1990. And then the next film after that will be Wild at Heart, which I do actually have a guest for, which is uh, local comedian Martin Huckster. Uh, You can find him on Twitter at Hurley underscore Burley. Real funny dude. I know he is um, performing at the Brighton Fringe. Uh, There'll be more info on that actually on the episode we record, I will get that recorded and out before his dates at the Brighton Fringe. So don't worry about that. And then we have the 1991 film Z- Zandali. Seen the cover to this film? I know nothing about it. Um, Zandali. Zandali, yeah. Well, so what's, what's the what's the general gist from the from from? It looks sexy. Yeah, I think it's an erotic thriller. So um, I think it kind of looks like um, the front cover to Basic Instincts almost. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a bit of a cage cock in that one. I'm not sure. (laughs) Fucking hope not. (laughs) Um, And that's it, guys, so far for what's coming up. Um, In regards to stuff you can do to help the podcast just rate review and subscribe on itunes like it means a lot like it's just i i I say every episode it's just it just takes it takes not even five minutes to just go on there hit five stars or just say hey i thought this was really good like or one of the best things you can do is just tell a mate like tell a friend about the podcast say check it out like i don't know if there's a film you enjoy or like I know a lot of people have know about this film so if you know someone who's into it get them onto it go hey you like vampires kiss check out this podcast check out two idiots talking about it after a few beers like loaded up on pretzels um yeah and 
again, social media at Caged in Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, post just a post when episodes are up. So it's one of the best ways to keep on top of whether, yeah, on when an episode is released. Like, because I don't really have a fixed in schedule because I don't want this to take too long. I, as I said, as I said really early on. I feel like if I do it in a compressed amount of time, the pressure will be higher and it may send me more insane. Whereas if I did an episode every week, it'd be I'd, it'd be a bit too easy on me. Like if I'm watching two or three films a week, it's kind of, fuck, like I'm getting jittery. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Um, yeah, so, and... Another way, obviously, you can keep on top of when episodes are out. Just subscribe on iTunes. Like, it's so easy to do. You can hit it on auto-download, and as soon as a new episode is on, bang, straight down onto your phone. You don't have to worry about it. All you've got to do is hit play and listen to this dickhead chat some shit. Um, so, guys, as always, I've been Petrus Patsilavus. I've been Caged In. You've been Rad. Until next time, bye! This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchise, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.